and welcome to the America Can We Talk Let's Talk More podcast series. This is Debbie Georgiatis, your host on America Can We Talk, which airs live on 660 AM The Answer every Sunday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Central Time. And it's also available online anywhere in America. You can go at this very moment still to ladiescanwetalk.org and click on Listen Live. And very soon, our new website will be finished, americacanwetalk.org. You can click on Listen Live, and anywhere in America, you can tune in to America Can We Talk. Our show is dedicated to the idea that it is the responsibility of every generation of Americans to preserve America's greatness. Well, last night on my show, if you listened last night, you know that I mentioned that today's podcast, this is our Let's Talk More podcast series, our kind of Monday after the Sunday night show. I mentioned I wanted to talk about what is happening in Turkey and the attempted coup against President Erdogan and the putting down of that coup and what has happened since that time, the rounding up of many, many alleged dissidents. But I actually decided, as I thought about more this morning, to put off that topic for a couple of weeks for a couple of reasons. One is that the situation is really still very unsettled in Turkey. It's unsettled. There's rumors that President Erdogan was actually behind the coup. It was just a completely false picture presented to the world with the notion that President Erdogan has been looking for a way to weed out his enemies in the... um, in the military, in Turkey, and in the government and civilians. So he's, the argument is, well, maybe he's um, staged it himself. Does not ring true to me, but in any case, the facts aren't settled. So, And I want to, the time when we do a podcast uh, on the situation in Turkey, I want to talk about not just Turkey, but in general, the direction uh, for women and minorities when countries become more adherent to Sharia, more adherent to uh, Islamic law, which is the, the, the trend, unfortunately, where it appears that Turkey is headed. And it is no place for a freedom-loving person to live. But the other reason I decided to switch topics is that we are today on this Monday, July 18th, 2016, on the very first day of the Republican National Convention in Cleveland. The GOP's convention is this week, where we believe on Wednesday, I guess the the vote is on Wednesday or Thursday, we will actually nominate, name our Republican presidential uh, nominee, and it appears it'll be Donald Trump, although I think some people are still fighting about it. It appears to be Donald Trump. And then the following week is the Democrat National Convention, and that is going to be held in Philadelphia, and they will apparently uh, nominate Hillary Clinton. But the reason I thought it was so important to talk about um, these this week is I want to talk a little bit about something you might think is boring, but I cannot tell you how significant it is, and that is what the two parties' platforms look like now. If you're not familiar with the idea of a party platform, in America, and you know, in the both parties, party platforms, essentially, they reflect the preferences of the most active members of their party. They were, the GOP and the Democrat pl- party platform is written over a course of months, and it's always the most activist, the most outspoken, the most determined and on a mission people in the parties that create the platform. And I know many people will say, well, you know, it's a, uh, it's just a platform. Everyone ignores the platform. But more and more you hear activists on both sides say, well, part of our mission is to get what we like in the platform and then to 
hold our elected officials accountable to it, meaning, you know, work against them, raise the possibility of having a, um, uh, you know, have a primary challenger to someone who doesn't stick and uphold the party platform. So the party platforms, I would argue, are going to increase importance as Amer- in importance as America is more and more divided. It also shows you who is on the side, you know, who are really the players, the activists, not just the people, but I, I, don't, I don't even mean the people. I mean the sentiments, the ideas, what is pushing each party. And before I do that, you know, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the Democrat Party platform and the Republican Party platform. But I also want to tell you that it happens today, a little later today, I'll be on a panel at SMU and we're talking to a large audience of people about the idea of what does the American dream mean today? I thought that was kind of a good uh, launching point in talking about the platforms because you you can ask some people, what does the American dream mean? They say, well, it means you know, you get to grow up in a free country, and when you're grown up, you get to get married and have a house and have 2.3 children, or something kind of a, you know, a, a measure of in things, a home or a car and a job and a family. But that's not really what the American dream is. That those kind of things that for many people signify happiness, they are the outcome of what really is the source of the American dream, and the source of the American dream is the idea that America is founded on. It's the idea that created America, the idea that is enshrined in the Declaration of Independence that says we exist as a country based on the idea that every single individual, all of us are equal, we're all created equal, we have rights from our creator, and the entire purpose of government is to protect those rights, is to protect people's individual liberty. It was a radical concept back in 1776. It's a radical concept today. It's a concept under siege today because the basic concept of, you know, the idea that the individual has, um, the the country is founded on, exists to protect the individual, um, is is only... um, only held on to if the people fight for it, if the people insist upon it. And so in our country today, you know, we have all sorts of political activity and political factions. And that's one of the many, many blessings we have in America is the actual freedom of many, many people to, to argue for their views of the world, to argue for the things they want. But it's always important to step back from all the arguments people will make and think through the bigger question of, are we, putting in, are we being true to the ideas that made America prosperous, safe? It made it the place everyone who has any choice in the world wants to come. Are we being true to that? Or are we somehow undermining that? And it was this American dream idea, even if people who came to America over the decades and the century had no idea what the Declaration of Independence says, they did know that in America things were different than every other place in the world. They knew that America is absolutely the land you have the promise of economic opportunity. Not equal outcome, but economic opportunity. We had a society based on the idea that we have abundance and prosperity because of free markets, because of the capitalist system. We have jobs. And so people could come here 
leave countries filled with poverty and come to America, find opportunity, find jobs, and live their lives freely. It was a promise to each individual that you have the right to live your life, enjoy liberty from unjust persecution, and to pursue your dreams, your version of happiness. That idea of America, even if people coming here couldn't quote the Declaration of Independence, that's why they came here. That's why they came here was because they were figuring out that they were going to be um, able to pursue their dreams and their freedom and live their lives in a way they could not in any other place in the world. It was a guarantee of personal, religious, social, uh, freedom of speech kind of liberties, idea of a rule of law and a justice system that's actually impartial. It includes the right to own property, the right to work to improve your position in life unfettered by a class system, unfettered by royalty, unfettered by limitations imposed by the government. It was the individual had the right to pursue the life that they chose in America. And we are unwise in America to dismiss the idea or to fail to address that the reason the American dream is such a rich blessing and sought after around the world is because of the ideas in the Declaration of Independence. That's what made the American dream possible. So, as we go back, and we're going to, after this break, talk about what the Democrat trend is, the Democrat Party's trend and their platform, what the Republican trend is, and what our job is as patriots, as people who battle for liberty in America today, to preserve that American dream for everybody. This is Debbie Georgiatis, America Can We Talk. Let's talk more. Come right back after this break. Hey, this is Jean Burke with College Prep Genius. Colleges go up on their rankings because of test scores. When your student has a great score, they can get free college. I am giving away my 15 secrets to free college. Go to my website, collegeprepgenius.com. Click on 15 secrets to free college and use the code radio. You're going to learn the secret formula that colleges use to get you free college. So again, that's www.collegeprepgenius.com. Me, I started smoking when I was 13. I always thought when the time came, I could quit. No problem. Then at 28, I tried to go cold turkey and I found out how hard it really was. I made it all day without a smoke. <laughs> right until I met up with the guys. But I learned something that night. In fact, every time I tried to quit, there were more than a few. I learned a little more about what worked and what didn't work for me. And when I realized that I wasn't alone, that most people don't quit on their first or second attempt, I knew there was still hope. Today, I'm an ex-smoker. My only advice is to never, ever give up trying to quit. If you're trying to quit smoking, the American Lung Association is here to help every step of the way. Visit quitterinyou.org for tools, tips, and stories from smokers we've helped to finally quit for good. The American Lung Association. We support the quitter in you at quitterinyou.org. What's happened to America? Operation Blue Shield brings together communities with law enforcement and first responders to listen and heal. Join us at operationblueshield.com. This time, it's for all of us. 
Hi, I'm Danny O'Connell. I'm partner at Benefit Resource Group, a family-owned boutique insurance agency. BRG is one of the leading boutique agencies here in Dallas-Fort Worth. Our mission is to add value to our clients' and employees' lives through creative insurance solutions. When you start going upstream to a regional or even a national-type provider, the decisions over who they're going to work with and where they're going to place their business is decided around a boardroom. A lot of times, they're not always aligning with the best service provider in the space that you actually need. Numerous times they've already made an agreement and that service provider may take for granted the service that they actually have to deliver to the client in the end. And they may not always be the best in your area or for your situation. Being a boutique, we are independent. We have the flexibility to go out and find the right solution specific to you. It's always a good time to sit down and speak with one of our agents. You can reach us at 214-750-7557. And you can find us on the web at brg-tx.com. Something that every business owner relies on is good advice. And that's where SCORE can help. SCORE is a nonprofit organization where we provide free business consulting services to people who want to start a business. For nearly 50 years, SCORE mentors have been helping businesses realize their dreams. What's even better than dreams is making a dream come true. Volunteer your expertise. You've got it. Share it. Volunteer your expertise today at SCORE.org. In recent months, some have lost faith and trust in those who protect us. Frustration has blurred our vision, but we've faced challenges before. Operation Blue Shield is a new movement to help communities have productive conversations directly with law enforcement and first responders to listen and heal. I'm all in. I'm all in. We're all in. Stand united with us at OperationBlueShield.com. This time, it's for all of us. My name is Ernesto Miranda with Walker Miranda Design Studio Principal. We are a commercial and high-end residential interior design firm with architectural capabilities. We do anything from restaurants, multifamily, commercial office, and retail. A lot of design firms tend to have a signature look. We don't. We really take our clients' brands seriously. It's really important for us for our clients to have that signature look. That's what we create for them. For more information and a free consultation, visit us at walkermiranda.com. You can also reach us at 214-680-7202. Welcome back to America Can We Talk. This is one of our Let's Talk More podcasts. We do them each Monday, so it's the Monday after a Sunday night show. We're talking today about something that I promise you is more important than you think and actually less boring than you think, and that is the platforms that the GOP, the Republican Party, as well as the Democrat Party are creating right now. This podcast is being uh, is um, doing this on July 18th, 2016, so today is the first day of the GOP convention in Cleveland, and next week is the Democrat convention in Philadelphia. And again, party platforms are the documents that lay out what the party stands for, what they believe in, and every year... It's a very long process leading up to the creation of one platform that is really starts at the local level, and then they have active Democrat activists work on theirs, Republican activists work on theirs. It moves up the, the line until at the national convention, the parties announce their platform. And you'll often hear the lament, the politicians pay no attention, but even if the politicians ignore the platforms, which they do sometimes, they still are a big reflection of the direction of the party. Who are the players that push the party and how do those players think? 
who ends up, what is it those parties end up saying they stand for? So I want to tell you, there was just an amazingly interesting article um, in the Wall Street Journal, and it, it was by a gentleman named William Galston. And if you re- think you recognize that name, you might. He used to be with the Clinton administration, the Bill Clinton administration. Um, he is a um, he's currently with the the Federalist Society. He's a senior fellow there. But prior to that, he was a policy advisor to President Bill Clinton and other presidential candidates. And he's an expert on domestic policy, political campaigns, and elections. He wrote something in the Wall Street Journal called The Democratic Platform's Sharp Left Turn. And I want to just tell you some of the things he points out. But the main thing I want to tell you is that this is an insider of insiders. He's a a professor. He is with now the Brookings Institution, which always tries to claim it's center of the, of the aisle, but it's actually a very leftist organization. But still, it's a, it has its widely respected uh, national think tank. And so Mr. William Galston, Bill Galston, wrote this article talking about, essentially saying that the 2016 Democrat platform is much further left, much further socialist than even the 2012 platform that the Democrats embraced. He talked about the idea that the party that Hillary Clinton will lead into battle this fall is not Bill Clinton's Democratic Party. In important respects, it is not even Barack Obama's Democratic Party. And I think it's important to notice, you know, what he he's picking out different pieces. And you may see if you look on these things online that the parties will float little pieces. You know, they're, they kind of a trial balloon, float ideas, see what response they get in the public. If they say, well, we're thinking about this as a party plank or this, and then people can comment. So there really is a the Democrat platform is not out there yet. But he's obviously read a very, very late in the game drafts. And he's, he's basically saying one thing to recognize it about the platform, the Democrats party platform is that the core narrative is all about inequality and the injustice that inequality entails and the need to rectify injustice through redistribution. This is a Democrat telling us what the Democrat Party is doing. So I want to put a comma there for a second. I will come back to this in a moment just to point this out. We talked about the American dream before the break and how the idea that the American dream brought which is based on the ideas in the Declaration of Independence, empowering the individual, having a free market system that every individual is encouraged, pursue your version of happiness, grab your liberty by the, you know, by the horns, do what you want to do in your life, pursue your dreams. This is what made America great. It was, you could pursue your dreams free of unnecessary governmental restriction, free of a government trying to orchestrate society, And you had what the Democrats have tried to say is an evil thing, the profit motive. But the profit motive is a good, noble, moral thing that drives the creation of businesses, which therefore drives the creation of jobs, which therefore drives the ability of the individual, if he or she is not interested in trying to start their own business, to have choices available of jobs they can they can seek they can apply for and they can hold that let them live that american dream life so what we are seeing and, and we've talked on this show on on america can we talk or we used to call it ladies can we talk many times about the absolute abject misery that 
is created, just inevitably created, when countries pursue a socialist or a communist agenda. We have talked about it many, many times, how, for example, in Venezuela today, a formerly formerly prosperous country, a country that has nearly the same level of natural resources. It has among the highest amount um, availability of natural resources in the world. It has abundant energy supplies. But because Venezuelans chose socialism, it is, it is a painfully impoverished country. People are trying to get away from Venezuela. They're crossing the borders into surrounding com- countries just to be able to grow, go to a grocery store and find food. And this is the country, this is the country that the, the system that works on the idea that the government controls the economy, the government decides what things should cost, the government decides what, thing, what amount of money people should be paid, and it has always in all of human history created misery, poverty, and lack. It's just the reality. Venezuela is just the most vivid example in today's world. But if you go to Cuba, go outside of the center, the Havana, and then you know, the big city where all the people of anything at all can live and get out beyond Havana, abject, miserable poverty. Socialism creates poverty. Socialism is based on the idea that the government, instead of free market principles, should decide on the distribution of wealth and then come back, folks, to what the Democrats are doing. Hillary Clinton, this is led by Hillary and pushed even more so by Bernie Sanders, but this guy who is Professor William Galson, who wrote this Wall Street Journal piece describing the Democrats' platform, is saying the Democrat Party of today is advocating socialist ideas. Now, if you are a seasoned political person, you're like waiting for me to say something new and surprising because many people have been pointing this out about the Democrat Party, not just the last seven and a half years, but really over the last several decades, the Democrats have turned more and more to the idea of government as being designed to perpetuate their power to gather power into Washington to control the economy more from Washington to control to control many more industries out of Washington the democrats embraced and and took on the control of the healthcare system under obamacare much to the detriment to the individual american much to the detriment of our society but the Democrat Party today, and we're going to talk more about this. We have a break coming up. I'll talk more about this. But the Democrat Party today is trending toward a more and more government-controlled society. More and more of a society that the big federal government, the centralized government, just like the Russians did when they were communist, centralized government, planning, orchestrating, ordering, making rules. And I'll tell you some of the specifics that the Democrats are proposing in their platform. These are not minor things, folks. These are the kind of things you wake up in 10 years and tw- or 20 years and say, what happened to our country? We'll be asking, what happened to our healthcare system? Why can't I go down to the doctor down the street that I happen to like? Why is it illegal for me to get medical care from a doctor down the street who I like, and he wants to treat me, and I want him for my doctor, but the government in Washington, D.C. has said this is not legal. We're already there with that particular example. We'll be there more and more. We have to be able to see that the Democrats' promises 
to help, to give people more and more protection and care and security. Democrats find the nicest, nicest, sweetest, fuzziest, cuddleball kind of words to disguise what they're saying is they're going to control every aspect of your life. They're going to regulate the coal industry out of business. They're going to regulate the healthcare system to the point that people can't get the care they need, as happens in Canada, as happens in England, as happens in other countries where the healthcare system is controlled by the government. This is the trend of the Democrat Party. And it's hard for people. And I know a lot of you listening may be in this situation. It's hard when you have thought your whole life of the Democrat Party as the party that cares for the little guy, the party that looks out for minorities, the party that tries to help people, that cares about people, that cares more about people than businesses. Your grandmother told you that, your parents told you that, your family's voted Democrat for generations. Folks, today's Democrat Party is way off the American reservation. It's time to call them on it, to recognize it, and to step away from them and get back on the track that makes the American dream available for the next generations to come. The Democrats will crush the American dream. This is Debbie George. This is our America Can We Talk podcast series. Let's talk more. We have a quick break coming up, and we're going to continue talking about the kinds of ways the Democrats are trying to control you and their platform. Don't go away. RNCN, the digital destination for premium talk radio. Hi, I'm Graham, inventor of the Sneak Guard. Our homes are full of adventurous snoopers. They go through everything until they find something they like. Children, roommates, babysitters, teens, pets, you name it. Snoopers are everywhere. Sneak Guard is the world's first purpose-built locking vacuum storage container designed to protect snoopers from the unintended ingestion of medications and more. Safe, responsible storage. Available now at sneakguard.com. S-N-E-A-K-G-U-A-R-D.com. We're asking folks about marriage. Marriage makes me think of sports. You know, teamwork, dedication. Okay, let's see what people say. Let's say your marriage is a sport. What sport would it be? Basketball. Surfing. You have to be a team sport. A lot of back and forth. A lot of people watching. So how many people are influenced by your marriage? Hundreds. You really think about the ripple effect. It's like a wave. (laughs) Want to improve your marriage? For ideas, go to foryourmarriage.org and message from the Catholic Church. God, I love the heat in Texas, but I hate the bills that go with it. Hi, folks. My name is Ali Samana. I'm the co-founder and president of One Solar Solution. If you hate electricity bills as much as I do, well, call us. We're going to customize a solar system for you and for your home or your business. We're going to make sure it costs you nothing up front, and it saves you money from day one. There's no better time to go green as there's a lot of incentives. So call us today, 855-601-SOLAR. Also, you can go to our website for more information, onesolarsolution.com. When it comes to bullying, don't validate, eliminate. Adults have the power to stop bullying in our schools. I'm Dennis Van Roekel, president of the National Education Association. It's up to us as educators, as parents, as adults, to stand up on behalf of bullied kids. Help us create safe, bully-free learning environments for all students. One caring adult can make all the difference. Be that adult and take the pledge at nea.org slash bullyfree. A message from the National Education Association. 
Hi, this is Andrew Sabo, Vice President of Symphion. I'm responsible for the marketing for Symphion's Information as a Service. We have a particular focus on hospitals and healthcare organizations because they are particularly vulnerable to cyber security risks. The average patient record is worth $363 on the black market. Symphion's Information as a Service gathers intelligence on your print fleet or your Windows-based devices in such a way they can identify and audit the security security settings of each device. We're able to deliver that information in a concierge style to the appropriate parties so they can take their cybersecurity plan to a whole nother level. For more information, give us a call today at 214-522-4000 or visit us on the web at symphion.com. That's S-Y-M-P-H-I-O-N.com. Symphion, the unparalleled value of innovation in action. In recent months, some have lost faith and trust in those who protect us. Frustration has blurred our vision, but we've faced challenges before. Operation Blue Shield is a new movement to help communities have productive conversations directly with law enforcement and first responders to listen and heal. I'm all in. I'm all in. We're We're all in. Stand united with us at OperationBlueShield.com. This time, it's for all of us. Hi, I'm Jasmine Dodson, and I am an attorney with Dodson Legal Group. I manage the family law, civil litigation, and estate planning divisions of the firm. Five years ago, I ended up joining the practice because I really wanted to get involved with people and help them make the decisions that are going to affect the rest of their lives. We want to make our clients feel comfortable. We want to make them feel welcome. And we want them to understand that they can trust us with their case. Find us on the web at www.dodsonlegal.com. Give us a call at 469-317-3330. Hi, this is Michelle Williams. I'm a national sales representative for J. Hilburn Men's Custom Clothier. At J. Hilburn, we want to help our customers dress better. We know that they can get a great fitting product at great quality for a great price. If you're wanting to expand your wardrobe or just need help with your day-to-day dress, go to michellewilliams.jhilburn.com. That's michellewilliams.jhilburn.com. The digital destination for premium talk radio. And welcome back to America Can We Talk. This is one of our Let's Talk More podcast series. We do them on Mondays after the Sunday night show. I'm so glad you're listening. And I'm so glad I have this opportunity to jump in and talk with you again, because I really enjoy talking about, and you know, if you don't, (laughs) you haven't grasped it by now listening to the show, I just love talking about what made America great, what makes America great, and what we can do as Americans to preserve that just special preciousness of of America for the generations to come. And so what I want to hit on, uh, we've been talking about the platform differences, the Democrat versus the Republican Party platform. And the reason that I think it's so important to understand this is because people who are the activists enough in their party to be involved in the platform committees are the ones who are going to be pushing their candidates, their elected officials. They're going to be the activists whose voices are heard. So it's important to understand where they're coming from. As I was pointing out in the last segment, the Democrat Party agenda, even from a Bill Clinton high-level official insider, is 
radically more leftist than even the Democrat agenda from four years ago. It's much closer to socialism. It's much closer to openly advocating against free market ideas. I'll just run through a few other things with you. Um, One is it has a commitment to a $15 an hour federal minimum wage. And if you listen to this show very often and listen to the numerous economists, actual experts come on and tell you raising the minimum wage hurts poor people. It hurts the least uh, fortunate among us. It hurts people who are trying to find their first job in life. Because every time you raise the minimum wage, what happens is that employers don't simply, they can't print money. They can't, you know, grab some money because it rains money outside, they have a budget. And when they have to pay more money to employees for the same kind of work, they're going to make other cuts. Often what happens, they'll just cut the number of employees they have so they have fewer positions open, fewer jobs open, fewer jobs available for people who need them. They raise the prices of their goods. And so we, I don't, can't today spend a lot of time on that point, but what I'm telling you about the minimum wage raising to $15 an hour, not only any economist will tell you that hurts poor people, but on top of that, I'll tell you, the Democrats, including Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders, they know this. They actually are not ignorant. They think that pushing and talking about a $15 hour minimum wage, even though they know it will hurt people, will make more people think that they are sympathetic. They are manipulating voters into thinking they are sympathetic to your needs when they are selling you something they know hurts you. It's actually evil. But, and I will tell you that, so the $15 minimum wage was one. Um, There's much more about college being free. Hillary Clinton's pledging to make in-state public colleges and universities tuition-free for those earning less than $125,000 a year. She's doubling spending on community health care centers, allowing people age 55 or over to buy into into Medicare. She has an expanded public option in Obamacare. She is expanding the scope and the role of the federal government more and more into the lives of Americans in arenas in our lives, which used to be governed by private decisions by private citizens. You know, Hillary Clinton, as many leftists around the world, Fidel Castro would tell you in Cuba, he did the revolution to help to stand for the poor, to stand for the workers. He's there to try to help and lift you up and punish those evil capitalists, those evil business owners. Hillary Clinton's rhetoric is very similar to his. It's, I mean, we in America need to have our eyes and ears open, recognizing where the Democrats are getting these ideas from. It's not from America's founding. It's not from the success of America in our 200 plus years of existence. It's not from the free market ideas that have blessed every country in which they've been tried. It's from socialists. These are the kinds of ideas Hillary Clinton is embracing. So that's one, you know, one big difference. And I will just say on the Republican side, the entire idea, and I don't—I have a few criticisms of the Republicans coming up. I, I'm not—they are not free. Of, no one's free of criticism because my my approach always, and all I do on radio, is to embrace and support the ideas that make America strong, safe, prosperous, and free. I want America to be exceptional forever, and we could have attacks on the th- ideas that make America exceptional coming from both sides. And I will get to Republicans in a second, but I want to tell you one other pretty astonishing thing that's on the Democrat side that is just 
in the Democrat platform, which is there were reports very recently, and no one is denying them, that the Democrat Party platform is going to call for the criminal prosecution of climate change skeptics. Let that sink in for a second. We haven't had an increase in, in temperature in now whatever it is, over two plus years. The climate change hysteria on the left has, been, has become a rallying cry. You have to believe in man-caused global climate change that's going to destroy us all. They insist you believe in that. They won't debate with actual climate experts when expert after expert after expert comes out and says, you know, actually, um, the more we look at the data, there's no proof that this whole, you know, CO2 climate change theory is even true. We have Ivy League professors saying it's not true. We have college professors, we have climatologists, we've had in the show many times actual experts on the subject of climate saying the left-wing global climate change movement is based on a hoax. It's a lie. It's not true. But in America, we talk about what made America great, why people wanted to come here, the American dream idea, because you can come here and you can think what you'd like to think. You're allowed to believe in climate change. You're allowed to not believe in it. You're allowed to live your life, you know, just fearful of climate change and, you know, walk everywhere and never drive a car again. And you're free in America to own seven SUVs if that's what you want to do. America has both freedom of expression, freedom of thought, freedom of speech. And these ideas are fundamental to keeping America free because what tyrants do what tyrants do around this world is tell the people in their countries, you don't say things that we don't like. They can prosecute people in many countries in the world, including all the Islamic countries and other countries where freedom is repressed. You, you can prosecute citizens for saying things that, that the government doesn't agree with. And here you have the Democrats coming along, and they're actually talking about the idea of criminal prosecution of, of climate change skeptics. To be specific, they want to punish public companies whose business is in any way relates to the use of fossil fuels if they won't take the position that the climate change, you know, climate change hysteria people are correct. If they won't embrace what the left-wing climate change theory is, then they're being told you know what, if, then, then we're going to shut you down. We're, go, you're going to, we're going to make it criminally, you're being criminally responsible for failing to salute to the agenda of left-wing America on climate change. Folks, this is so far off the American reservation that it's almost impossible to describe. We, we have climate conferences on both sides. We have data out, data out for people to read by professors, by climatologists. It's, it is a robust debate. But the left loves this climate change issue because, A, it gives them authority to take more and more control over private businesses. You know how socialists always want to control the means of production. It gives them more power over the coal industries, fossil fuel industries, businesses in America, and it gives credence to their redistribution goals because if you have to handle all this alleged horrific damage, which soon will someplace someday might be coming from climate change, you have to have a, a pile of cash to pay for that. You have to redistribute to countries who 
might be hurt by America's supposed, you know, excessive damage to the client to, to the climate. This is all part of the left wing determination to control more and more of industry, of government, and of your tax dollars. It's a redistribution hoax. And yet the Democrats are so emboldened, they're going to put it in their platform. And the businesses that you need to buy gasoline from are going to discover that they're going to be prosecuted. They're going to be prosecuted if they don't salute to the left-wing agenda on climate change. This could not be more un-American. Can we come back from the break? I'm going to tell you, one more break coming up. I'm going to tell you a few things in the Republican platform that need work. And also just ask yourself as you politically this year, which party is holding on to the American dream for the future? Because folks, it's not the Dems. Come back after the break. destination for premium talk radio Hi, my name is Gil Bonifaz, and I'm the owner-operator of Cafe Herrera at the Omni in downtown Dallas. As a fourth-generation restaurateur, we strive to bring you a new generation of Tex-Mex and to continue on the legacy that was started by my great-grandmother over 45 years ago. At Cafe Herrera, we're taking a modern approach towards Tex-Mex. From our sizzling fajita bar to our tequila craft cocktails, we strive to provide the best experience possible for all our diners and continue the legacy that was started over 45 years ago. Whether it's lunch, dinner, drinks, or catering, we'd love to see you out. Find us at CafeHerrera.com. During these tough economic times, it's easy to lose sight of the importance of saving for the future. The National Foundation for Credit Counseling wants you to know there are simple steps to set aside dollars each month. The most important is reviewing all your monthly expenses and establishing a household budget. Need help getting started? Speak with a certified credit counselor who can help map out a plan for you. Call the NFCC at 800-388-2227. This has been a public service message from the NFCC. Hi, my name is Steven Sardown from Sardown Construction. The philosophy behind Sardown Construction is we say that we exist to improve lives uh, through the vehicle of remodeling. We think that obviously remodeling can change someone's life, but we like to think that for the better, whether it's improving the way their family connects at night, the way they connect with their friends, the opportunity to have the friends over because they're not embarrassed to their house or for their kids to be able to have their friends over so that their house can be kind of the main hub for all the neighborhood kids. To find us, you can go to sardownconstruction.com today that's sardoneconstruction.com got a few bills in your pocket and you hit a happy hour with your friends hey man grab a beer now fast forward uh oh you just got a DWI mano time in jail up to $17,000 in fees and fines want to keep good times from going all bad happy hour tonight can I call you when I'm done to get a ride home line up a sober driver before you go out cause if you get a DWI there's no going back. Drink, drive, go to jail. A message from TechStot. Save a life. The world of real estate moves fast and technology needs to be able to keep up with it. If agents and home buyers aren't able to communicate in real time, opportunities can swiftly be missed. With Locator, the communication gap has finally been bridged. Hi, I'm David Mays, co-founder of Locator. I've been a real estate broker for the past 10 years and came from the frustration of buyers not being able to reach agents instantaneously. So that's what we created on demand. Potential buyers now have the ability to immediately connect with a nearby agent, making the home buying process quick, easy, and convenient. Locator is free to download. Just grab your smartphone, open the app, see available agents in your area, and connect instantaneously. 
Real Locator is also the perfect tool for any real estate professional. For real estate professionals, it's a lead generating monster because you know you could be at the office doing paperwork and you're going to be able to generate these leads in real time. Download your free version of Real Locator on the Apple iTunes Store today or visit the website at www.reallocator.com. In recent months, some have lost faith and trust in those who protect us. Frustration has blurred our vision, but we've faced challenges before. Operation Blue Shield is a new movement to help communities have productive conversations directly with law enforcement and first responders to listen and heal. I'm all in. I'm all in. We're We're all in. in. Stand united with us at OperationBlueShield.com. This time, it's for all of us. You're listening to RNCN, the number one source for premium talk radio. Welcome back to the final segment of America Can We Talk. This is our Let's Talk, Let's Talk More podcast series. It's on Monday after a Sunday night show. And this segment, this time, this podcast, we've been talking about the, uh, you know, we're right in the middle of the convention season, the presidential election season. We have the GOP convention happening now. The Democrat convention is next week. We're in July of 2016 right now. I started the show out talking about, you know, the idea that the American dream is I'm on a panel today at SMU later talking about what does the American dream mean today? And I want to pull away from any picture of this idyllic picture of things that you'll have in the American dream, that you'll have a house and kids and a spouse and a job and a car and a nice neighborhood. The American dream, everything I just said is the outcome of the American dream. The American dream started with and can only be achieved going forward if we understand how America became secure, safe, prosperous, and abundant. And it became that way because of the founding ideas, the Declaration of Independence. And at the end of this segment, I'm going to close with what the Declaration of Independence said, is that promise to the individual that simply because you were born, you have rights. Because you were born. doesn't matter who your parents were. doesn't matter what language your grandparents spoke. It doesn't matter... Whether you're rich or poor, whether you're an elite ruling class family or a mere pauper or peasant, everybody has rights. And simply because you're born, you all have the same rights. And so people came here, you know, my great, great grandparents came here from Norway. My husband's grandparents came here from Greece. And it was the idea to come to America as a place of opportunity. So if you come and work hard and, and, you know, pursue your dreams. You can live the life we want. You can live, choose where you live. You can choose what you do for your living and you can work hard and you can make your way and you can live in freedom with protected, your liberty being protected by the government. Government's not there to persecute you and it's not there to limit you or it is there to give you the platform to achieve. And I'm not saying that America is perfect. We always have imperfections in our society we have to work on but we can't let go of those founding ideas and so i want to in this last segment comparing the democrat and republican party platforms one issue that's been talked about in this election cycle a lot is this globalism versus nationalism and there's been a lot of talk especially from the donald trump campaign that too much of president obama's policies have been under the under the um kind of with a goal or the aim of expanding globalism, of kind of surrendering more of America's sovereignty and letting our, our, our 
country and some of our policies fall under the control of the United Nations, letting some of our trade policies, surrendering some of our sovereignty um, to, to organizations created, to panels created by our trade deals. So we don't really have control of our trade deals anymore. And so it's, it's a, I think, an accurate attack on globalism, on the idea that somehow America is helped in any way by surrendering so- our sovereignty, by surrendering our right to make our decisions, because we're not helped by that. Globalism, if what you mean by globalism is any sense that America surrenders some of our policy making, our, our laws, our rulemaking to an international organization or some other body outside of our country, that's a wrong thing. Having said that, this talk about nationalism and America first, which is, there are, you know, it feels, it sounds patriotic, it sounds great, and America, I love the concept of America first, but nationalism standing all by itself, patriotism standing all by itself isn't enough. You have to know, patriot, patriotism is loyalty to your country. You have to know what your country is. You have to know America is not, it's not like an, any other country in the world. You know, I couldn't move to Italy and become Italian. I could not move to Mexico and become Mexican. I could become a citizen of those countries or many others, but I couldn't become that nationality because their country is defined by a nationality. America's defined by ideas. And anyone can come here and become an American, but it requires understanding the ideas that formed America. And part of the problem with just America first and nationalism is you have to define what America is and what the ideas of America are in a way that is, they they are unchangeable, they haven't changed since the time our country began. We have to be really clear about that because there are a lot of people on the American left who say, oh yeah, I'm patriotic, I, I like America, I support America. It doesn't mean the geography, it doesn't mean the borders that surround our country, it doesn't mean the soil, it doesn't even mean the people. The idea of America is the ideas, what America is, is an idea based and rooted in the Declaration, in the Constitution, and that's what we have to hold on to when we say nationalism. So, I want to talk, um, you know, the left has managed the last few years to make patriotic sound kind of like a scary word, like it kind of sounds a little bit like one of those nutty, you know, tea party types of patriot, seems a little bit like maybe it's a terrorist. Patriotism, loyalty to the ideas of America, is the most profound contribution you can make to the future of our country. The idea, the the determination to hold on to America's greatness and to insist when people come here that they agree to become American. Not just bring foreign ideas of government to this country and settle in an enclave here and try to bring your other, your foreign ideas on governance to America. That's, we, we can't have that here. So I'm going to segue now into the Republican platform. Again, I haven't seen the whole platform. I've read a lot of stories about it. I want to mention one area where there's been extreme difference between the two parties, and that has to do with the immigration policy. We have in America many challenges with respect to people who've recently come to America, and they've come to America because they are alleged refugees running away from the battles, uh, the wars, ca- the war caused by ISIS, the violence caused by ISIS, as well as many other people coming to America who are refugees from countries around the world. And we have lost the idea in America 
of insisting if you come to America, you don't have a path to citizenship unless you agree to be American. When, and so this is in particular impacts so many people who are of Muslim background coming to America, Islamic immigration to America. There's a huge difference in the policies between the Democrats and Republicans this election cycle. Hillary Clinton was competing on the debate stage with Bernie Sanders over who was willing to bring more Islamic refugees here and in, in, in the numbers of hundreds of thousands competing to bring more here. The Republican side, Donald Trump, is saying we need to take a really close look at this and perhaps even a pause in Islamic immigration to America. He's talking about he actually means about bu- building the wall, not now. I don't, not sure that'll ever happen, but he means we're going to reassert the meaning of a border. We're going to insist upon the idea of a border. We're going to crack down on amnesty and the, on the uh, president's executive orders that just gave amnesty to people, ignoring the role Congress is supposed to have in making laws. We're going to crack down sanctuary cities. We're going to revisit guest worker programs. There is a there's a stark difference in the policy in the platforms between the Republicans and Democrats on this issue of immigration and amnesty and refugees and borders. And I'll just say this about that. America has always been a welcoming country. We have, you know, the huddled masses come here for generations. But we're in a place in America where we have now experienced violence coming to America's shores in part because of Mexican drug cartels pouring over the border, our southern border with Mexico. We've had criminal, we've had gangs coming over the southern border. We have no no security in the southern border. And we have the issue of Islamic immigration to America and not being able to figure out yet a way to vet, a way to figure out are you among those who would do the kinds of things that we've now watched happen in Nice, France, in Paris, France, in Brussels, around the world? Is that your version of Islam, or are you coming here to embrace America's system, our rule of law, our government, our constitution, and you, you will abandon the effort to spread Sharia, which is the Islamic law? This is a stark difference between the two parties, and I think, to me, it's an America-protecting idea that the Republicans are simply on the right path to saying we cannot just have our eyes closed, uh, put our hands over our ears, and say, sure, everyone can come here, and there, what possible difference could it make? We have to be willing to say we'll protect our country and say the hard things. And I think that is one, um, one right idea of nationalism, one right idea of patriotism is to protect our country. We know we're almost out of time here, so I want to go back to what the Declaration of Independence says about what America really is. And that says, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they're endowed by their creator with certain and inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers and the consent of the governed. Our job in 2016 and forever in America is to preserve this idea we have a country based on the rights of the individual, and that gives the American dream potential for everyone, and that has to include preserving the freedom that America was founded on. And I don't see it in the Democrat Party. It's just headed the wrong way, folks. So um, I hope this has been enlightening. Love talking about the parties. Tune every week to America Coming Talk on Sunday nights at 6 p.m. on 6:60 a.m. The Answer. Great talking to you. You're listening to RNCN. 
the digital destination for premium talk radio. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi asking you to go to serve.gov to get involved in something you believe in. I'm a big believer in the power of we. We can tackle the tough challenges we face and build community through service and volunteering. The reality is, we're all in this together. It's time for you to raise your hand and make a difference. United we stand, united we serve. How will you raise your hand when they call your name? Are you with me? Go to serve.gov for more information about how to volunteer in your community. This message is brought to you by United We Serve and the Corporation for National and Community Service. The Status Bro. So my brother, who's an actor out in L.A., he came in town just to be on our show. And, you know, so we said, do you want to get tased? And right. he, he was like, yeah, I'll do it because he's a good sport. He's a team player. And we hit him a couple times with it. And I don't know if the taser wasn't really working or it just wasn't getting him right. I don't yeah, know. We just couldn't get it going. But when it finally hit him, he let out the most ear-piercing shriek I've ever heard a man produce. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know how that happened. And it, it was just, it was great. The best taser reaction we've ever had. So I'm going to go ahead and play it for you right now. What, the tasing? Yeah. Yeah, I'll do the tasing. But you have the taser here? Yeah. All right, we'll go grab it then. You'll do it right now? Yeah. You sure it works? Do you want me to check it first? Check it. Oh it works. <laughs> I'm not going to get you until you tell me to get you. <laughs> no, you just got to do it. Where did you acquire this from? Zach got it for I four got it. bucks. Yeah. Four bucks. Yeah, so there's a good chance it's just a child's toy. You but can hardly tell we're in an apartment. Thing. It's four dollars. I think maybe I need to light it and then touch him with it. Maybe. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I hate. How about you do like the leg or something? <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, I'm in through jeans. He's trying yeah, to unbuckling no, his pants. Try through jeans and tell me if you feel anything. Okay. <laughs> and there it is. Let's get it one more time. <laughs> Dude, John's such a good sport. Where did that noise come from? Boys will be boys. <laughs> The Status Bro. The world of real estate moves fast and technology needs to be able to keep up with it. If agents and home buyers aren't able to communicate in real time, opportunities can swiftly be missed. With Reallocator, the communication gap has finally been bridged. Hi, I'm David Mays, co-founder of Reallocator. I've been a real estate broker for the past 10 years and came from the frustration of buyers not being able to reach agents instantaneously. So that's what we created on demand. Potential buyers now have the ability to immediately connect with a nearby agent, making the home buying process quick, easy, and convenient. Real Locator is free to download. Just grab your smartphone, open the app, see available agents in your area, and connect instantaneously. Real Locator is also the perfect tool for any real estate professional. For real estate professionals, it's a lead generating monster because you know you could be at the office doing paperwork and you're gonna be able to generate these leads in real time. Download your free version of Real Locator on the Apple iTunes Store today or visit the website at www.reallocator.com. 
I remember, I remember the moment. I remember the moment. I'll never forget that moment. As long as I live. As long as I live. A storage tank ruptured, and for miles, chemicals were pushing up against the riverbanks. This was a big, big deal, and it was going to have a serious impact on communities up and down the river. I remember the moment this local guy came up to me and said, they call the guard out for this stuff? You probably thought we were all about hurricanes, tornadoes, fighting Mother Nature. Hey, it's a chemical spill. It's a disaster. It affects the water supply, threatens wildlife. We're talking about the health of entire communities and people's livelihoods. You bet we're ready for these kinds of things. We were out there with booms to prevent the spill from expanding. We were responsible for protecting and monitoring the sensitive wetlands. I also remember the moment that same guy came up to me and said, I don't know what we would have done if they hadn't called the guard up. Learn more about how you can protect your friends, families, neighbors, and the environment. Everything that makes up your community. Go to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. You ignore the signs, so you enable. You don't want to alienate your child, so you enable. But if you think they're trying drugs, you shouldn't be afraid. You're the parent. So you are able. And we can help. So you are able. Get help at drugfree.org. Partnership for a Drug-Free America Texas Alliance. You're listening to RNCN, the digital destination for premium talk radio.